Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are joined by Nicole Rose from Forever Loved Pet Salon, a local grooming salon who specializes in happy pets and happy people. That's adorable. Um, So today, we'll be asking the what you need to knows about dog grooming, and I'm very excited because I know very little about dog grooming. So let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are joined by Nicole from Forever Loved Pet Salon to chat about all things dog grooming, what you should know, what you should look out for, and why dog grooming is so important. So thank you for coming, Nicole. No problem. So happy to be here. Um, Have you ever been on a podcast before? No, this is my first time. (laughs) Oh, so exciting. Okay, great. Well, uh, yeah, we are very excited to uh, talk about all things dog grooming. Um, First things first, um, before we dive into some things, we'd love to uh, learn a little bit more about you. So can you introduce yourself and your dogs if you have one or many? And, um, And then maybe a little bit about why you decided to become a dog groomer. Okay, sounds great. So I do have, I wouldn't say, I don't have just one. I have many. I have, I currently have four. I've got a Dalmatian border cross collie that was a rescue. Her name's Delilah. I have a six-year-old German shepherd. Her name is Denali. I have little Stella, which probably anyone that knows us is familiar with. She's the one we dye all her hair. Oh, cute. Um, Yes. Yeah. And then I have a little seven-month-old Chihuahua. Oh my gosh, what a pack. And they all get along fabulously. That's amazing. And all the like the size differences and the age ranges, that's amazing. Yeah, well, the two chihuahuas, so one of the girls that works for me has her sister, and they're still pretty young, but they run around the salon now with the shepherds and the big dogs, and they all get along famously. That is amazing. So outside of your grooming expertise I'm guessing you're very well versed on what it looks like to care for all different types of different dogs yes I definitely am amazing so the second part of that question what drew you to becoming a groomer so I got into grooming by accident. Uh, my dad came home from taking our dog to the groomers and said they were um, looking for bather brushers. So I had no experience. I went in. I absolutely loved it because I love working with animals and decided to continue my grooming career. And that was 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. So you've been grooming for 20 years. Yes, ever since I was 18. Okay, wow. question, so not to show my age. <laughs> we won't do the math. It's okay. <laughs> question, 
question for you. What do you remember the first dog you ever groomed? You know what? That's a long time ago. I don't. I remember most of my very first clients who have unfortunately since passed, but the very first dog I ever groomed, I cannot remember. Oh, that's fair. I was hoping you'd be like, yeah, it was this like Shisu cross named Molly and she was the best. I don't know. (laughs) Well, the very, well, when you start as a bather, you don't do any of the haircuts. So all the first dogs were Golden Retrievers, Newfoundlands, Great Pyrenees, Labs, all the oh, double-coated fun. dogs. Shed Nation. Got you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, with that being said, 20 years, that's crazy. That's a lot of dogs. Um, I love it. It is a lot of dogs, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I love that. Okay. So, um, now coming in, um, to the grooming type questions. So can you just kind of give, um, us and our listeners an idea into what all is involved when you take your dog to the groomer? So like, what can we expect you to do with, um, our dogs and, um, are there different options, things like that? Okay. So there are many different options depending on your dog's breed, age, coat type, um, the amount of maintenance. We do everything from, you know, a lab bath and brush to help get the undercoat out, just only nail trims for people that can maintain certain breeds of dogs at home themselves. Um, We do pattern dogs, so things like Westies, Cockers. Um, most patterns in dogs are pretty high maintenance at home. So a lot of people start out with that when they're babies and then decide it's too much work and just go for kind of a one length all over. Um, when you bring your dog to the grooming salon, you bring them in, we're very, very thorough about what you're kind of looking for, but also at that time, you know, ask any medical needs that they have, give a good chance to feel them over to see if there's matting because sometimes a dog will be an entire pelt and they want, they don't want it shaved, but unfortunately that's the only thing that you can do at that point. Um, and then the very first visit, we do not give a time out. We do a call when ready because each dog is different and we stand by not forcing any dogs through the grooming process. So we go at their pace and that allows us to do so. And then when the owner picks the pup up, we go over everything, their likes, their don't likes, whether we can dry them, whether we can't dry them, and what we can do to make it more comfortable for them going forward. Wow, that is very involved. <laughs> right? So much thought goes like, into that. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. And you know what, That's uh, that says something a lot about um, your business because um, – yeah, every dog is unique and not every dog is used to being to a groomer or have being handled by, um, you know, a, a semi stranger. So it's, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of noises. There's a lot of dogs in grooming salons. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. So, um, should we dive into the, our last question? Of this section, yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, okay, so what if my dog has never been to the groomer before? So you kind of already touched on this, but whether they're a puppy or an adult, what are some things I could do to prepare my pup for a visit to the groomer? So a couple things that you can do to prepare your pup um, when you're going to the groomer is to do things like play with their feet, getting used to them having their feet touched, getting used to having them touched all over their body. 
if you're if you're not sure how to brush properly, just do a little brushing work, get them used to being brushed and just handled in general. Also bringing them in young, I would say if you can bring them in young, after second set of vaccines, the younger, the better. And would you say that even breeds like, i.e. like my Italian greyhounds, they don't necessarily need to be groomed on the regular, Mm -hmm. but I found that like, do you think that bringing in any breed of dog at any point to a groomer would be like a a good experience for, for dogs? I think that's honestly a great question because if, so the short answer to that is if you ever think at some point in your life that they will need to go because you don't have time or you physically can't groom them anymore, um, or they start not letting you, then yes, bring them in young regardless, because the younger they are, the easier it is for them to get used to it. The more malleable they are, the more easier it is if they don't like something to be like, oh, it's okay, baby, you know, have a yeah. cookie. Um, the older they are, they're, they just become more fearful if they've not experienced something. So it just takes a little bit longer to get them comfortable with it. Yep. And I, I love that you said if they just like if they're they decide they're not going to let you anymore because that's exactly what happened with Marshall. We used a Dremel on him for his nails when he was really young, and then he has like hit this age where he was like, "Get that thing away from me!" Absolutely not. So we had to start taking him to the groomer, and I'm so glad we did. But the first time or two, he definitely like had a little lip curl. He wasn't super stoked mm-hmm. about the experience. But we were there on Sunday. We were in and out in five minutes. He was a dream. Yep. Well, that's, so. the, that's the only way they have to let you know that they don't like something. Yeah. And to be quite honest, owners get quite frustrated with us when they see us doing things with their dog. They can't. And I just say, hey, your mom, it's your mom or dad, it's not your job. Your job is to feed them, love them, and walk them. And they know it. The groomer asked me if I wanted to come in with him. And I was like, no. He is way more of a baby if I'm present. So you yes. just take him and you do what you have to do and he'll be a, the goodest boy if I'm there. Yeah. Just drama city. Mm-hmm. No, that's 100% true. For, I would say, 99.9% of dogs. <laughs> that is so funny. They are such smart little things. They really know how to milk it with their parents. <laughs> oh, 100% they do. Yes. Yeah. And they know, like a lot of times too, it's, the owners that are actually nervous and the dog picking up on it. The dog, the owner is worried the dog's not going to let us do anything or the dog is going to be scared. And then it feeds off onto the dogs, which is why we don't let clients stay. 100%. Yeah. That's probably a great policy to have in place. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. We're going to take a super quick break and we're going to come back to chat more about the specifics of different coat types. So we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are talking with Nicole from Forever Loved Pet Salon on all things dog grooming. So let's dive back into some more specifics, shall we? So um, let's talk about double-coated breeds. So um, I'm an owner of a double-coated breed. First of all, can you just let our listeners know what a double-coated breed is? So a double-coated breed is basically any breed that sheds and has an undercoat. So, but your little guys are actually single-coated, so they don't have that thick um, undercoat. Yeah, mine mine don't shed, like, they shed little, like, eyelashes almost, um, which is really nice, but they're not considered hypoallergenic. Can you quickly touch on what hypoallergenic is? means oh so that is a very very loaded question um there are only a few breeds that are actually truly hypoallergenic and those are things like barbets standard poodles um and i believe or poodles in general sorry i believe bichons fall on that list but as far as there is a big difference between a dog that doesn't shed or doesn't shed too much so most of your haircut dogs minus some mixed breeds that are bred in there um, that, you know, wouldn't bother someone with allergies. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. what about terriers? Uh, So terriers are not hypoallergenic. They do require haircuts, but they also do shed. Mostly. And and you hand strip terriers? Is that a, a thing? Uh, so we used to, we still have a few originals that we do, but it is very, very hard on the hands and the wrists and people often don't bring, don't do the regular, um, maintenance at home and only bring them in a couple times of year. So it's a big job for the dog and for us. So we have had to unfortunately stop hand stripping. Uh, I know nothing about dog grooming because I've never had a dog that requires grooming grooming what it what did you say hand stripped what does that mean um so hand strip again we're not show groomers but hand stripping on a terrier and you have to start from a baby and not have hair cut the hair first but their hair is very coarse and they have two layers of it so when you i guess pull on the top layer it just breaks off and they have a new layer underneath so mm-hmm. it's basically like giving the dog a haircut with your hands Oh, that makes any sense. (laughs) That sounds very difficult. Okay, so let's go back to the double coated breed question. So I have a dog who sheds a lot. True Mm -hmm. story. Not pretending. I actually have a dog who sheds a lot. (laughs) Can I just shave my dog to prevent shedding? I would never do this, but I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. So unless your dog has a medical condition that requires it to be shaved or a skin condition, the short answer is no. Uh, Shaving your dog will only change the length of the dog's hair, um, not the amount that your double-coated dog sheds. Um, Any dog with a double coat has a double coat for a reason. They're meant to shed out depending on the season. Um, And when you shave it off, you actually risk their health and could change the look and texture of their hair. Their double coat actually helps them keep warm in the winter, but also helps keep them cool in the summer. If you shave it off, you could risk your dog overheating in the summer and being way too cold in the winter. Okay. 
quick question around the hot keeping the dog cool can you just can you let our listeners know like i'm so in my head i'm like well if you get rid of the dog's hair it's going to be cooler how does how does having keeping the hair on keep your dog cold because that second double coat is what helps them regulate their body temperature essentially Mm -hmm. for them so for a haircut dog because they don't have that um, so that'd be like a poodle, a bichon. Um, right. They don't have that undercoat that's supposed to protect them. So leaving coat on and taking more coat off does help them regulate their body temperature better. Interesting. Okay, so interesting. So this question we didn't plan for, but I'm going to ask. So I have a high shedding dog. I can't shave my dog to prevent shedding. So from a groomer's perspective, what are some ways that I can minimize shedding or lessen the amount of shedding? Great question. And this is what we wish people would always ask. Um, So bathing actually promotes shedding. So when you have a dog at home, people get really frustrated because they're like, I brush my double coated dog all the time, but it still sheds. And that's because when the fur is dirty, not saying your dog is dirty, but like any dog, no, even just going outside and playing in the grass, um, just a little bit of residue holds that coat in their body. Hmm. So when you bathe it and clean the hair, it promotes it to all blow out. Um, if you don't have the option to, so a lot of it comes out with a force dryer, we force dry them. If you don't have that option, you can use your regular hair dryer or just give your dog a good solid half hour to an hour, depending on the length of the hair brushing after the bathing. And that will really help with shedding in between. So bathe your dog and then comb it out. Wait, yeah, wait till they're fully dry first and then give them a good solid brushing again with a proper brush based on based on the length of your dog's hair. Um, and then people say, well, how often should I do that? Every yes. dog is different. Um, so I just basically say when you have to start vacuuming more than you want, it's time to do it again. So regular, regular, whatever that looks like for you, um, regular bathing does help control the amount of shedding with proper brushing after the bath okay yes. okay good yeah. to know because i have a two-year-old dog who hasn't been bathed since he was a little puppy and he is out of control shedding it is the time of year too with it 35 <laughs> degrees i mean they're all blowing their coat but to kind of touch base on your little guys Because they're single coats, they are actually a dog that you want to try minimizing bathing a lot. So no more than every eight weeks, because what ends up happening is it actually releases too much oil um, and then they'll start to become very greasy. I know it sounds strange. (laughs) (laughs) I I get that. Um, Yeah, thankfully, um, mine are like a wash and wear kind of dog. So uh, like a wet wipe will will do the trick um, if if need be. Are wet wipes bad for, for wiping a dog? I hope not. Um, like the dog version of wet wipes? Or? Yes. Yes. They're like bought at a pet store. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if uh, if need be, then a uh, quick little wash. But um, yeah, uh, that's that's interesting to know about. Yeah, I had an idea that overwashing your dog uh, would cause skin problems, but I thought it was the opposite. I thought it would dry your dog's coat out. Mm. It depends on the dog. So for a dog like a lab... 
overwashing a lab will dry out their coat. Again, every breed and length of coat is very, very different in what it takes to maintain. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's best just to speak with your groomer and ask about your individual dog. Okay, beautiful. That um, is a lot of information. And we have one more really good question that I'm excited for. You did touch on matting before, um, but... If I, if I come to you and my dog's hair is matted and it keeps getting matted, um, why does this happen and what can I do to prevent it? Okay, so matting is a struggle. And again, like we talked about with the double coats, every coat type is different. So talking with your groomer about... so. Most groomers should, when you bring a dog and your dog comes in matted, most groomers should talk to you about how, when the next visit should be to prevent the matting. Because matting is very, like if it's extensive and tight matting, it's very painful for your dog. Um, So finding a good groomer that um, you can have every single time where you guys can kind of monitor the timeframes together. You know, we booked at nine weeks. Oh, they have mats. You know, let's try eight weeks next time. Because again, every, it depends what you do with your dog in your spare time. If you're hiking and in the water, realistically, you can't have a one inch haircut and come every three months. Like the dog will just be a solid mat. So there are different things that you can do. You can, um, you know, brush more at home bring the dog in more frequently if let's say the dog won't allow you to brush at home or you don't have time Um, and just really work with your groomer to achieve the haircut that you're looking for and so that your pet is comfortable and not matted and having the proper brushes too a lot of people brush with a hairbrush that looks like ours and unfortunately it goes over the top coat but the base coat of the entire dog will be a solid mat I don't know if that answered your guys question no, it definitely did. Yeah, I'm so it does. glad I don't have to deal with that. Uh, is there a specific type of dog breed that this happens to the most? Um, uh, a lot of the thicker breeds, um, dogs like cockers, um, cockapoos, um, a lot of the doodles, um, especially um, some now they're doing double doodles. So they're just extremely thick. So it's actually the hair type. Mm -hmm. You can have a doodle come in here where they have a very low maintenance coat. It's very thin. It's very easy to work with. And then just again, depending on the breeding of the dog, you can have one come in that is so thick that needs to come every five weeks for a haircut. So it's not knotted. Every five weeks. Oh my goodness. Wild. I grew up with Springer Spaniels, and I just remember it was always mats and burrs or mats and burrs together, which was like the worst combo. Yes. Well, they're a very active dog, so yes. Yes. Uh, Well, that was great. Thank you for sharing all of that, Nicole. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right, it is now time for a segment we like to call Kibbles and Bits. 
the best segment. The greatest name for a segment. It is. And in this segment, we ask a few random dog-related questions, of course, of our guests so we can learn a little bit more about them. So I'm going to kick us off with the first question. So, Nicole, what is the most difficult thing about owning four dogs in one home? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I, I don't look at it as being most difficult. I mean, I look at it, I guess, as the more the merrier. I don't know. I don't think it's harder to have four dogs because they all came into my life for a certain reason. Um, so I enjoy it. I think they keep each other busy, their company for if they do have to stay at home and can't come to work, which most of them do every day. But I think it's good for them. I also have four kids. So then they're not fighting. They're, they're a bit older, but I mean, you know, they all have their own dogs. They're not fighting over. So it works out well. So I, I don't really know what the, I mean, maybe the vet bills, I guess. Fair. But they're worth it. You know, vet bills, that would probably be yeah the downfall. <laughs> Those things multiply really fast. Okay, Ken's next question. Okay. I am curious to know what is, and it's okay to be biased for this question. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite breed of, or mix of breed to groom? Oh, we honestly, I love soft coated Wheaton Terriers. It's a dog oh. that I, it's a dog that I honestly would probably never personally own unless it came across my path, but their temperament they are one dog that gets kicked out a lot because people don't understand them they're an extremely extremely sensitive breed so if you do one wrong thing or you push them for the dryer or you don't go absolutely at their pace they're going to be dragging their heels not wanting to come in the next time but if you do everything that they like like i get all kinds that are i get very few as babies most of them come to me because they've had bad experiences or been kicked out and they just work for me. I know how to work with them, how to make them comfortable, and they all always come around. So even though it's a dog that I would never see myself owning, I groom probably 90% of the ones that come in the salon. That is amazing. Amazing. I, I agree. I love that breed. They are sensitive little divas. <laughs> they are, but I love it. We get along yeah. well. Maybe I'm super sensitive on the underside. <laughs> amazing. Okay, what is your favorite activity to do with your dogs? I really love going to, we haven't had any in a few years, but I really love going to events with them, you know, like dog-related events. Um, even if we're a vendor there, they come, they socialize, they meet people. Um, we like to go on salon pack walks. We've attended some of the ones in the area. Um, and we liked, to, there was a place where you could rent out the dog park. So we would take our salon dogs that all got along and we'd go there and just run them. That's so fun. That is really fun and safe because you know all the dogs yeah. that show up and stuff. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> great. That. Okay. This is kind of a follow-up question to that, but... What is a favorite place? Do your dogs swim, first of all? Um, they haven't. We took really? them to the beach. Well, we took them to the beach once and three or four out of 
our seven dogs that actually went in the water ended up getting skin infection. So being as I have four, it was, it could be very costly. I was lucky mine didn't go in the water. So we've been a little bit hesitant to do that. So they do, we do have ducks and geese and they have their pools in the backyard. So the dogs will go in there, but we haven't taken them to, I'd like to go to one of those dock diving where you can rent the pools. We're actually going to be doing that coming up shortly. Canine fun zone. Yes. Yeah, canine fun zone. Oh, well, you answered a question differently than I had, but that was still a good answer to the question I didn't ask. So thank you. All right. So uh, that is our kibbles and bits section. Uh, we are going to uh, be right back to, to wrap it up. been listening to the dog friendly kw podcast and today we've been talking to nicole from forever loved pet salon yeah nicole thank you so much for chatting with us today if our listeners would like to get in touch or learn more about forever loved pets where can they find you um you can find us on social media um, by searching for forever loved pet salon or go to our website at www.fur everloved.com or just pop in the salon and meet us we're located at 1381 victoria street north in the old laser quest plaza i love it i love how the laser quest is like the kitchener landmark (laughs) yeah right amazing well thank you so much nicole and thanks everybody for tuning in today to the dog friendly kw podcast till next time bye